Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports talk show for your drive home. We lose two that we probably should win, and you go, it's coaching. So who's at fault? Because you just said to Bunk, I want more star power when it comes to Trey taking these games over. Are we putting too much on him, Mike? Well, I mean, like I said to you last night, the box score was a double-double. But again, he's one for 17 his last four games from three-point range, which was a huge part of his game. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It seems like he used to be willing and able to do these things. And, and again, I'm not solely blaming the L on Trey last night. We're just simply saying in some of these games where you're down five or, you know, you're, you're up five, it just depends on the game. But then five you, second violation. Not that one. But then you separate, right? Your star separates. And for every superstar that has been in the league, and I know some of you don't think Trey is, whatever. They will all tell you that when you get into the fourth quarter and you're either up or down, there's a switch. Michael Jordan used to talk about it. Kobe talked about it. You can go down the list. Tim Duncan talked about it. Like, we're down five. There's seven minutes to play. It's time for me to turn it up. We're going to go on a run. We're going to take control of the game, and then I'm going to finish the game, either at the free throw line or you're just going to come to me. That's what stars in this league do. That's what we're seeing Luka do. And I'm using him as an example mm-hmm. because, guys, he's having an MVP kind of season. Okay? You saw Durant do it against us. You saw LeBron Absolutely. do it against us at State Farm. Absolutely. That's what we're talking about. So last night you felt like that was one of those games. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't watch the game and you strictly looked at the stat sheet, you go, oh, double-double. What are they, what are they belly aching about? That's what he's supposed to be. Yes, but, I mean, you want to be Kevin Durant or you want to be Mike Lowry? <laughs> we know. We remember go Kyle. We used to remember go Mike, Mike Lowry. Lowry. Remember yes. we used to talk about Demar Derozan and Kyle yeah. Lowry. And Kyle Lowry would poof would disappear. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not comparing him <laughs> to Kyle Lowry, but there's moments where to you just Carl just laid it out. Can you give me that extra gear that I got this? And it just seems like that's a distant memory. Trey is play like he's going to finish in the top ten in points, but the stuff that the superstars are made of, that he gave us two years ago. It's not like we haven't seen it. We know he can do it. And I just thought last night in Chicago, I needed some of that put on the cape. I needed I needed Ice Trey. I needed Superman not turning it over and start bombing some trees. It's almost like there's a reluctance to be that guy with the three right now. He's just I don't I don't mind Coral. They'll be as we said the other night, he deferred to DeJounte Murray against the Mavericks, and that was fine in the flow of the game. Right. I thought last night, Trey, you got hey man, we're losing. Start popping some threes, man. Let's roll. We're going to open up the phone lines coming up in less than 10 minutes. We want to talk to you. And here's the question. Is it Nate or blank? Whoever the blank is for you, what is it? 404-741-0929. Right now, let's talk some dogs. 
Exit Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right. Here's why, if you're a dog fan, you should feel pretty good. Todd Munkin is not going anywhere. And Todd Munkin is the highest paid assistant right now when you go around college football. He's college football's highest paid assistant at $2.1 million per year through 2024. My, my guess is you just won a national championship. If he went to see Josh Brooks and said, I need a little bit more, mm. my guess is he probably could get it. Now, I don't know if that's going on, but the idea is stability. Here's my coaching staff. My head coach is locked up for 10 years. Kirby got his $100 million 10-year deal. Here's my staff. This is what we're doing. Look at how we're accomplishing all of this. And by the way, to all the top recruits around the country, we're stable. Now, Alabama's been able to recruit because of Nick Saban. They've had some great assistant coaches on his staff. But, Mike, to lose Bill O'Brien, and here's the thing. O'Brien was there two seasons, right? But now six of the last eight seasons that have been at Alabama, you're looking at getting a new coordinator. So this has become the norm for Nick Saban. And as I said, he's pretty much gotten it right. And I want to read one of our tweeters or texters uh, who sent us this earlier when I said, who are they going to hire? And uh, obviously he's a big Alabama fan. He may be in Tuscaloosa. But he said, listen, Dukes, they're going to go younger, more innovative in the offensive uh, scheme of things because we were very predictable after Sark left. I think, Mike, a lot of Bama fans felt that way. So, mm-hmm. or felt that way. I don't know if Bryce Young made up for all of this because he was amazing, but I give Bill O'Brien credit. He came in after Sark. There really wasn't a fall off when you talk about Bama scoring points. How, how creative the offense was, okay, that's debatable. So, he's going to leave and take the New England job, Mike. And again, Nick Saban has to get this right. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I must not have been watching. I thought it was the Alabama defense that was the problem, okay? You, 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 you couldn't stop Tennessee. You know, I know the LSU game came down to simply a roll of the dice in that uh, in the overtime period. But to me, uh, like I'm not a Bill O'Brien apologist. I think you know, I, I, I didn't think he was anything special as an NFL head coach. I think this is his niche is to be an assistant coach as a coordinator now with the Patriots. Which, by the way, just real quick as a sidebar, will be an unbelievable breath of fresh air for Mac Jones, who who the Boston Herald article about he was literally calling up old coaches and stuff, and maybe even reached out to Bill O'Brien. He might have about what's going on, and that obviously didn't sit well with uh, with uh, Belichick. But yeah, I just thought you know you had a tremendous running back in Gibbs. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you use that weapon? You know, you had to get the transfers in there to get the wide receiver thing going, and Jermaine Burton was that guy, but nobody reached 1,000 yards receiving last year. How much of that is, can you argue that not every year Nick Saban's going to have everybody as a superstar at every position? Right. So, regardless, he gone. A lot of Bama fans happy to your point. There's an article from AL.com across the state line. Here's a couple of guys. Throw some names at you. You react. Jeff Lebby, offensive coordinator for the Sooners. Much like Saban wanting to compete with, you know, what you saw from Old Miss with Hugh Freeze and from certainly from uh, what Auburn was doing to go with some up-tempo and some, some wide-open stuff. Nick Saban's very much – check that. Kirby's very much like Nick Saban because they're similar in this way, Mike. They're not going to go away from the run game. Jameer Gibbs added such a dynamic – thing to that offense this year with them being able to run the fall. And it's almost shameful that he got away from Georgia Tech, but that's neither here nor there. He's not going to ever just throw it every down. And I don't think you win that way anyway. But I think Nick Saban in the back of his mind still wants to be, and he's stressing this to his his offensive coordinators. It doesn't matter if it's been Lane Kiffin, if it's been Sark, or if it's been Bill O'Brien. We still need to run the ball. So if you go get one of those guys, you know, if you go get Libby, 
fine. I still think they're going to be committed to running the ball, Mike, because he still believes in winning in the trenches and having those big offensive linemen that he continues to put in the NFL. Mm. That is something I don't think Nick Saban's ever going to go away from. But if you're talking about being more creative and scoring points, again, I don't know what Bama fans want. Mike, these people sound like they're spoiled. Yeah. Now, I know that uh, like Bryce Young, he stepped back a little bit, but I mean, the numbers, any other year, he'd be the Heisman Trophy winner. Any I other just, year. And as we said, you didn't have a 1,000-yard receiver. You didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. How, how Some of that was some, whether it was injury or whatever. I I thought the problem with Alabama this year, their defense, their defense, Will Anderson, there was questions about Will Anderson much of the season. Not that he's not going to be a top 10 pick, but he was we thought he was going to build on what he did the previous year. Just real quick, I'll throw some more names at you. Again, this is from AL.com. This one makes a lot of sense. Shea Tierney, uh, he followed. He was an Alabama analyst. These guys okay. all start small, remember? Yes, I do. Yeah. He followed uh, Brian Dable to the Bills in 18. He was apparently behind the scenes with Josh Allen. Then he went with Dable to the Giants. So there's a guy. He fits that belichick Saban connection. Yes, he does. And, he, if you, and Dable was certainly a stud. Uh, Joe Brady. Remember Joe Brady for what he did in LSU. Now, he wasn't anything in the NFL, but Joe Brady currently working as the quarterback's coach in Buffalo. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, he was the passing coordinator. Right, correct. Right, with LSU before right. getting that offensive And that's the greatest, job. one of the greatest quarterbacking seasons of all time for Joe Burrow in the LSU title. But a coach, oh, uh, here's another one. I know, nepotism rears its ugly head. Charlie Weiss Jr., again, from the Belichick yeah. uh, Saban Where's connection. Where's he at? He is. Uh, he was an analyst for Bama under Kiffin. Spent a season with the Falcons right here, and then he was with Sark when Sark was the OC. Yeah. Rejoined Kiffin for eighteen and nineteen at FAU. So he's basically he's more of a Kiffin connection. All right. Well, listen, you're picking this stuff up. It's what system works. You're gonna have the best players to coach. That's mm-hmm. not even an ad. That's not even an okay. issue going out. Here's the classic saving car wash. Let's take that image, which is a bit tarnished right now, and scrub it up. How about Dan Mullen? Who's working for ESPN? And Dan's chilling. Does Dan want to even get back into college football? I don't know. Like, he's loving the fact that he can just relax on Saturdays, call these games, talk about the games. Um, but that is an interesting. And we know Dan hey. Mullen. Uh, Mike, the, the recruiting part of it, though, you still have to recruit if you're going to go be an OC. Right. Now, again, guys bounce around from the pros at a college. Greg Roman, who just got, uh, got yep. from the Ravens. Ravens, yeah. And he's really good. And can handle a multiple weapon quarterback, you know, obviously the multi-threat run, dual-threat quarterback. That's interesting. Roman is interesting, and there is a connection there as well. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. While we're talking about quarterbacks, we got to hear from ours. And I'm talking about Stetson Bennett. This was at the Manning Award presser. Stetson Bennett named the best quarterback. Oh, well, we were going to hear. Uh, Chris just told me the computer's frozen up. Well, um, I'll tell you what he said. Uh, but Manning won, uh, Stetson Bennett, that is, won right. the Manning Award for best quarterback. And he was talking about a variety of things, Mike, just having fun. It's good to hear Stetson Bennett again, just th- throwing it around, having fun, and talking about, you know, growing up and, and being at the Manning camps, et cetera, and, and uh, you know, his teammates. But we'll play a little bit of that later for you here on the show. A couple of fans say um, Mullen wouldn't work because he hates recruiting. And that's true. That's what you I just gotta, said. Yeah, I'm saying you got to battle Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you, they battle Georgia. Well, if you're going to be an OC, it's just not about calling plays. I mean, all these guys, the deal with Sark, say what you want. You see what Texas is doing, top five recruiting class. The same thing with, with, with uh, Lane Kiffin. You still have to recruit as an OC, and that's a part of it. Now, Nick is the final, you know, he's going to have the final answer. Whether or not, you know, you're coming or, or, you know, how he convinces you to come. But, yeah, you still got to be able to recruit. One of the things that Stetson said in addition to talking about the Manning Award, how big it was, how, cr- how crucial it is that Cedric Von Pran is coming back to help That's out Georgia. Deal. And, again, whether it's going to be Carson Beck, we're going to see this quarterback uh, competition throughout spring football. But the idea that you got the anchor, you got the man in the middle, that's huge for Georgia. I know we talked about it a lot, but a lot of uh, folks talking about that this week, including Stetson Bennett. All right. 404-741-0929. Your thoughts, uh, Alabama fans, by the way. 
I don't know if you have uh, a particular guy you have in mind, but the reason I'm not worried if I'm an Alabama fan is because Nick Saban's done this, and he's gotten it right more times than not. So I'm not concerned about him getting this wrong, Mike, and choosing the wrong guy. Part of his success has been he's chosen, he's chosen the right guys since he's been there. But it is interesting, guys. Georgia getting all these guys back, transfer portal. Now, again, the wide receiver missed state aside. I don't think that's going to fly. Let that legal process play out. you got all the studs coming in. You've got the big piece from the O-line, a young defense returning from a championship game, and Alabama now having to jump through some hoops to do the things we just talked about. It's high ground for Georgia again. All right, coming up, how are you feeling? Is it Nate or blank? You fill in the blank, or it's Nate McMillan, and you explain to us why we seemingly do the same things in these losses. Turnovers, blunders, not being able to score late. 404-741-0929. Last night, the Hawks lose to the Bulls. They'll play the Thunder tomorrow. But this is something we've been talking about today. We had 18 turnovers again Mm. last night. 404-741-0929. We're going to take your phone calls next on Dukes and Bell. Elaine Vucevic. Vucevic goes in the corner. Williams, a three, and he makes it. Start the bus. Start (laughs) the bus. That used to be a chant in high school for us. Start the bus. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, Some people think that the pettiness of Trey may be to to the level, and I don't necessarily believe this because I don't want to believe it. I I want to believe people are are better than this and that they're, they're – you know, that they give more than this. But the pettiness is, Mike, that somehow Trey purposely didn't get the ball in the other night because he wanted to prove a point. That somehow Trey is not taking these games over because somehow he wants to prove a point. If you're that petty and it's oh, costing your team. Well, then we're done. We're, we're done. Correct. But that we're never, never, never going to go anywhere. And then Trey's – and again, I wouldn't, even, I, I wouldn't even entertain that thought as being valid. That's, I, that's ridiculous. Well, I don't want to believe it, but that's how some fans feel because they say, why else would, would these things be happening mm. to a guy that's capable of doing the things that we're talking about? 404-741-0929. It's Dukes and Bell. Is it Nate or blank? Trey. DeJounte. Collins. I mean, you pick. What is it? And if it's Nate, why? And if it's blank, whatever your blank is, why? 404-741-0929. Let's talk to Gary on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Gary, welcome in. Hey, man, talk to us. All right. Forget the pettiness. Trey is the problem, okay? One, he hasn't matured to the point where he recognizes the game situation and new, new players that come in to play with him. His attitude this year has infected the whole team uh, to the point that they're real leery of playing with him. People worried about being traded, uh, him taking the last shot. The other point is when you're behind and you're the point guard, you do not jack up threes. They're just as bad as turnovers. And he's made so many turnovers in critical situations, it's ridiculous. Nate is an old-school coach. He has screwed up, too. The situation the other night – with the inbounds was absolutely abysmal. He should have not let Trey take that ball out the second time when he couldn't get it in the first time. You never put a short guard out there to take the ball out like that unless it's clear. And this was a game in the situation. A high school coach would know better. So Trey is your problem, but Nate is a part of the situation as well because he's pressing. There you go. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, good, good explanation as to how you feel. Is it Nate or blank? He says it's both Nate and Trey. Um, 
I mean, I what look, changed, we, Mike? I don't. What changed? I don't. It, it, why is 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 Trey cons, is Trey conserving energy, saving enough for the run after the All Star break? You got thirty four games left. I don't get it. You know, Nate. We I we talked about Nate worked with Lloyd's staff. Is there a disconnect between the remainder of the staff? That's one option that's been put out. There. A couple of listeners have said that. It's been written to. Uh, then there's the the Trey wanted Dejounte. so he's got Dejounte. Now he doesn't like it. That's another option. I don't. He's got buyer's remorse that he signed off on go get some help because last year the 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 Heat were trapping him and there was nowhere to go when we lost that series. I just think every first things first, you got to be a professional. You got to be a leader. The leader thing is, I think that ship is sailed. I don't know. We demand it. I don't know if we put it down. Does anybody pick it up on that team other than Dejounte Murray? You know, Nate wants leadership. We we want tough. We want toughness. Playing great defense is a mindset. We don't have that either on a consistent basis. Consistently, let's talk to uh, John and Noonan. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey man, John, talk to us. Hey man, uh, I too think the problem is Trey. Uh, he had a great series against the Knicks two years ago. He had a really good series against Philadelphia. Got a little too big for his britches. And uh, I just don't think he has the equity in the NBA in his game to back up the attitude that he carries himself with. And it all started when he made the comment last year about the regular season is boring and I don't like playing in the regular season. Come on, man. You ain't that good yet. You don't have any rings on your fingers. I don't expect him to drop 60 every night, but he's got to play better and he's got to lead better. And we got no chance without him. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to when the bar gets raised by a, play, a level of play, then to ask for that, as you said, you don't expect, he just laid it out, Carl. I can't expect him to do it every night. But there's nights like last night in Chicago where I need someone to step up. And who's, who, you, who do you expect to step up? To the guy who's got the monster contract? To the guy who's supposed to be the, one of the biggest stars in the NBA? That's not, a, that's not too much of an ask. No. I, I think John is right. Um. In, in the comment last year, you know, I don't want to hold one comment against anybody. We all say dumb things sometimes. The problem was Trey never came back and retracted it. He never came back and said, you know what, y'all? Atlanta, I screwed up. Listen, we are taking the regular season seriously. I want to win every game. And that is not the case. That's just how I felt that night. Give me something else. Right. But he didn't do that. It was like, that's how I feel. You guys eat it. That, that's just where I'm at. The regular season's not that important. Nah, who cares? And it bothered every one of us. And so then we get to the season, we get to the play-in, we lose. Then the season starts over, and we got a new team, per se, because we got a new piece. But it feels the same. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the sense of defensive futility, the lack of intensity. Uh, you get a night like the Mavericks game. You know, and yes, the Mavs contributed to some degree. They didn't play great defense. Jason Kidd called them out. But that's what this team should always, we, at the baseline, so there you go, there's the phrase, the baseline for what the Hawks should look like is the balance in that game against the Mavericks. And then over the course of the season, there's a night where Trey's feeling it, and yeah. then boom, he goes seven of ten from three. I'm not even getting one from five from three right now from Trey. I just felt in the framework, that's what this thing should always look like. And some nights you lose to a better team, but that's, when you play that kind of basketball, Carl, you're going to be in every game. Um, Gary was right. One of our listeners on Twitter says, Gary's right on. Play his call again. Well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> John was right. <laughs> well, you can rewind on the Odyssey app. <laughs> but I want to hear what Winston has to say in Atlanta. Winston, you're up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Is it Nate or blank? Hey, man, talk to us. First of all, I'd like to give a big hey, man, to you guys. Hey, man. And um, also, you got to give Nate a pass. Nate is an old school coach. Nate's been doing this thing for a long time. 
and now you mix in the old school with the new school. And I was always taught you're only as strong as, as your best leader. And in, the, in basketball, your point guard wins the game. You got Trey right now shooting, like you said, one for 17 in the last game. It's no way impossible that you don't get an inbound play in. So that lets me know one of two things. He has an attitude, and his attitude is reflecting in his play. And when you are the number one player on your team, the number one paid player on your team, and you don't play both sides of the court on basketball, those things start to seep into the players around you because they have to make up for your deficiencies, and they are not making up for your deficiencies within their salary. There so, you go. What's in my it? opinion, Great call. in my opinion, the player personnel, the player personnel is the problem and the issue was going on right now. And it all started back from that trade where you trade Trey for Luca. And now you have the product of that resurfacing its ugly head currently today. Good stuff, Winston. Gary, John, Winston, thank you guys for calling in, man. Well, that's what we needed. We mm. wanted to hear from you because um, you know, Mike and I, we, we rant and rave every day about these things, and sometimes we look at each other and we go, are we nuts? Like, are we the only ones that feel this way? We're not. I'll say this, Winston. Um, when you talk about Trey and, and, and having an attitude that's now reflective of other things that have happened, why has he got an attitude? Why has he got an attitude? Like, somebody just t- explain that to me. Why, like, why has he got an attitude? W- what have we done? Like, for you to have that feeling or that attitude, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I don't know. These are all, we're all speculating about what's really going on. But we do know that something is going on. Yeah, I mean, you set the bar so high with that amazing run through the spring. And the Lloyd Pierce thing, like, now there's an article I saw, our buddy Bo Estes from NBA TV I saw, that is now they're saying, Trey, is Trey going to get Nate Gott? Now you expect the tag, you're a coach killer. But everything worked so well that year. So how does it go so far off the rails from that uh, two-and-a-half, three-month period to where we were last year to where we are now? And I got. And by the way, as our man Kendrick Perkins said, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Here's some numbers for you, Carl. Uh-oh. The Hawks, uh, as we stand right now, dead even 500, 24 and 24. Last year, we finished 43 and 39 for the 8th seed, the play-in game. You remember yes. that? Yes. Had to play Charlotte here, then we had to go to Cleveland. We were the 8th seed. Right now. To get to the five seed, last year Toronto finished. I'm using last year's final regular season numbers. Okay. Last year Toronto finished 48 and 34. To get to that number, and there's very comparable numbers where the teams are ahead of us right now, you'd have to go 24 and 10. You'd have to win two to one. If you want to get to the sixth seed, last year the Bulls were the number six, 46 and 36, 10 games over. To get to 10 games over, we've got to finish at 22 and 12. And, know, as, and, remember, and, and Chris, we had the same conversation last year, and we started looking at the numbers around the All-Star break. We got 34 games left. That's the clip you got to play to avoid that, that dreaded play-in scenario. I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if that's happening. All right, more of our mm. homes coming up. Great job, Gary, John, and Noonan, Winston in the ATL. More of your calls a little bit later, but right now we got to get to some guy talk, Mike Bell. Yeah, man, the uh, rankings are out. Just how fat is America, and how do we stack up against the other fatties of the world? Are we fatter than most? Well, we're fatter than ever, Carl. <laughs> Get to that. And a guy that nobody wants to play golf with gets into it with another guy who's running his mouth in golf. There's a little tete-a-tete at the practice round. We'll explain.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. For fun, <laughs> it's time for guy talk. <laughs> it's time for shenanigans. Yeah, man. Hey, guys, you can uh, enjoy our brew. Don't forget Dukes and Bell Hey Man Ale, the OG, the original, with a little bit of hop. We got some of the beer displayed on our Twitch feed. You can check us out at ATL 92.9 The Game. And, of course, Watermelon Lime, which takes some of the bite off. You're not a big hoppy guy. You want that little fruit? We got that for you, too. It's Dukes and Bell Hey Man Ale. Ask for it by name. Now, of course, if you are going to drink a case of our beer, we advise you try to get a few miles in walking. Uh, world's fattest countries revealed, Carl. Where do you think America is? Now, if you go by percentage... We're not the fattest. When you go total fatos, fatos, we are the fattest. Because there's countries that have less people, but more fat people. But based on the overall amount of fatos, we are the fattest country in the world. All right. So we're fatty. We're more fatty than most. We are fatter than China. We are 77 million fat strong. <laughs> wow. 77 uh, million, 20,887 people identified. And based on body metrics and what your doctor says you should be as obese, overweight, too much. All right. But I gotta be honest with you. This tipping B- this case. Well, this this BMI, this body mass index thing. Have you ever seen it when yes. they talk about you're overweight? I mean, isn't it a little skewed? I mean, come on. I mean, when you look at the body mass index mm. chart, it's like, oh, okay, I'm really obese and I'm like ten pounds overweight. Yeah, but you see a guy like an actor or somebody, you know, some dude who's playing, you know, pro sports. Those guys are five percent or less. There, which and you, you and I would, of course, say that's way that's too unhealthy. But then, Carl, anything over twenty percent, again, it all depends on how tall you are. There's a whole, you know, there's a whole sliding scale. To your point, China's second. Sixty-six million people in China are too fat. Okay, which is funny because you know, you eat Chinese food, you're hungry twenty minutes later. I guess that's why. Well, I'm just saying, I don't. 
I don't see that. But okay. Thank you, Chris. I don't see it. Uh, now, some of this is based on the, the most populous nations in the world, so the odds are in our favor. There's right, right, more right. People. India, China. India, right. India okay. which, again, you'd think more of that would get pooped out. Brazil, 29 million. Mexico, 24 million. Russia, 23.5. And yet, Egypt, 21 million people of their population are considered obese. Yeah, Egypt. Is, I'm shocked at that. And by I mean, the way, to, get, to calculate your BMI, it's your weight divided by the square of your height in mm. feet. That's your body mass index. index. Right. Okay. Uh, turkey. You guess everyone could use a turkey sandwich over there. Right, right, right. 17 million, Carl. Uh, Nigeria, 16 million. Okay. All that oil money. Go get yourself some, some food. Um, Iran. Iran number 10. <laughs> America, Ben. Iran number one. Ha! Ooh, what's that's, that's what's, iron? What's that? What's Iran? Uh, number ten, fifteen million okay. people. Their population. All right, but we're one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Am I surprised at this? And I should be surprised at this, right? I mean, honestly, you we would got, think we got all the fast food. We yeah. don't eat healthy. Like, right. Honestly, you would think wearing a veil would like make you look like you're ten pounds thinner, wouldn't you? I mean, it it could. Like, Groceries are yeah. expensive. Like the good food is expensive. Right. I don't know why I'm surprised at this. Because we just don't eat the right things in our country. Correct. And a lot of it is fast food. Salt content is part of the explanation. Um, Now, if you want to wonder what are the least obese countries, um, no big surprise there. They don't have a lot of food. That'd be North Korea comes in at number two. Oh, yeah. Okay. How they got that data out of North North Korea, Korea. (laughs) I don't know. That's a good point. I'd like to think somebody may have had to make the ultimate sacrifice. (laughs) Uh, Cambodia. (laughs) Japanese are number seven least obese, but is pure, I mean, percentage-wise, and again, some of the smaller populations, basically a lot of Polynesian countries, Cook Islands, Palau, Samoa, Tonga, uh, Marshall Islands, they're all like 50% to 42%. And that's why you see a lot of those guys playing rugby, oh, yeah. offensively. They're big, dude, big dudes and, and ladies, too. All right. Uh, so what's this mean? What do we have to do as America? Well, we just got to do, A, we got to put put it, put down the food fat zone. We got to start walking. <laughs> and we got to, you know, again, fast food. Like, for instance, perfect example was today. I've been talking about doing a, you know, doing a commercials for ATL Live Well. I've lost some LBs. I think I put some pounds back on today. Had fast food for lunch. Yeah. And then DeVito's, oh, comes in with pizza. And Jason, by the way, I told Jason, who's doing our Twitch camera work, I said, bro, you got to get this food before those, uh, those vultures on the eighth floor come up. Find they, out. Yeah. they hear there's free food up here. It's like, like they're running to the bulls. No, it's true. Pizza, wings, and again, a big shout-out right. to Anthony. I, know, I don't know if he was downstairs or in his car yet, but he brought by mm-hmm. DeVito's locations in Lithonia, uh, Conyers, and Decatur, if you've not tried it. But he brought us some pizza and some wings. So thank you so much, Anthony. And thanks right. to David, his dad, who started the business. Big listeners of Dukes and Bell and Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Right. We got the most fat people, but again, Based on the uh, overall percentage, we're not we're not as bad as uh, some others. We're twenty first overall. If you base it all on okay. the, on the all right. actual, well, that makes me feel yes. better. But I mean, total total body count. <laughs> body count. <laughs> I was just listening to some of that. I forgot I had it on my iTunes. Body I just, count. So body count live in uh, in Slovenia. Open it up for ministry, man. It was unbelievable. Anyway, we're twenty first. So there you go. So more motivation to to put down the food and especially you know, get get healthy, can't you? Um, all right, buddy, you know Patrick Reed is not one of the most popular golfers on tour. Some would say uh, he's a great competitor in the Ryder Cup. You know, they talk about him as Captain America, loves to represent, which I think you got to respect. But going all the way back to his time at Georgia yeah. and out at Augusta. Yeah, a Masters winner. Yeah, accusations of cheating just seem to stick with this guy. And then just kind of being, I guess, based on, you know, 
what you hear in the Golf Digest and Golf Golf Magazine is a bit prickly to play with. Uh, Patrick Reed is one of the guys who joined the Live Golf Tour. So the, he's over there playing at the Dubai Desert Classic. It's uh, on the DP World Tour. Uh, Patrick Reed's out there. Rory McIlroy is also participating. Rory, of course, mostly he competes on the PGA Tour, but before they're in action, he can compete internationally. So um, there's a little bit of history because Rory is pro PGA, Patrick Reed being a Live Golf Tour. So apparently they're on the practice tee out there in Dubai. And uh, Rory's like just a few feet away. According to witnesses, Patrick says, hey, man, what's up, Rory? No response. Reed then acknowledges McElroy's caddy, stood a few seconds longer, says hey to his caddy. McElroy continues to ignore him. Reed then walks away and in the process, according to witnesses, threw a tee in McElroy's oh, general direction. Oh, he threw a tee. Well, I mean, in his direction. What qualifies in his direction? Five feet, ten feet? Throw it at him, hit his hit his foot joy. What are we talking yeah, about? Exactly, hit his hit his hit his uh, driver. But but throwing a tee isn't that kind of childish? Well, isn't that Patrick Reed? Yeah, it is. But it he is. did. Some would say, you know, he did at least you know try to be congenial, make an effort to say hello to Rory. And but Rory, for what it's worth, he is a died in the wolf, feet dug in the ground, yes, loyalist to the PGA Tour. Yeah, and and I'm fine with that. We've said this. You know, if you're gonna bring these two together, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Uh, what was it reported last week, Chris and Bo? I think they have the TV deal. Was it CW? Yeah, CW. We yeah. gave you a full rundown of the CW. Yeah, because I you was... have a lot of a lot of uh, family feuds going to be preempted on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Judge Judy Tabith off the air. Yes. I, I just didn't know, you know, what that's going to do for Liv. But Mike, I like this. I like that we have a little strife between these right. golfers. We need rivalries. Now the problem is they're not playing on the same tour. Therein lies the problem. You know, you got a bunch of guys that uh, the only time you're going to see these guys together is the majors, which great for the ratings for the majors. But the question will be, will you watch a regular PGA Tour? And for instance, mm. even something which is considered, let's say, the fifth major, like the Players Championship, which they moved up in the season, right? Yes. That's if you're a golf guy like Carl and I, that's must see TV. Is it as must see TV without a Dustin Johnson and without, you know, a Brooks Kepka? And the dudes who all have made the move, hey, let's be honest, Bryson DeChambeau, love him or hate him, he's kind of like a big muscular version of Phil Mickelson because he puts on a show. He does. He might make you laugh. He might make you go, holy cow, but that's the guy you want to tune. You wouldn't see him at something like the players now. No. Um, and for me, it's just not the same. And I said this. Guys, I didn't watch one live event last year. Not because I didn't want to see the guys participate, because I'm fans of the guys, some of those guys that have left, but mm. I just didn't watch one event. And I don't know if I'll watch one on the CW either. <laughs> Got to be honest. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he threw, my God, he just threw a tee at That's chance. Yes. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show with Squid Billy and the Yeah Man, No Man. The uh, Oscar nominations are out. And uh, I was asking Carl, I was surprised. I thought you would get a chance to see Elvis. You never saw Elvis, I did, did you? not. You went You went and saw it. I saw it in the theater. And, you know, look, there's parts of it, i got to be honest, not not some of Tom Hanks' best work. Baz Luhrmann, they did uh, Moulin Rouge, a lot of style. And, you know, it's uh, some parts are goofy. But the parts with Elvis, as a young Elvis in Memphis, with B.B. King and, and appreciation for, you know, old jazz and R&B and everything, it just really it's kind of good soul music. I love that part. They're up to the part where he goes to Vegas. It's, it's fun to watch. That's up for best picture. Um, the one we talked about with Squid, everything, everywhere, all at once. I tried to explain it to Carl during the break, and I, had to, I couldn't remember when we spoke earlier. The movie Cloud Atlas. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. This would be like a better version of that. So basically parallel versions of you in different periods and different parts of the world at different times. Chris is shaking his head. No interest whatsoever. Well, that a lot of people are saying it's the this, one. this one might get the juice no, when it saying, comes to Oscar night. They're saying it's the one. I've not seen it. 
You said you started it, or did you finish I it? I started, and then another night I came in, but watched the last 45 minutes. Okay. And look, it's impressive filmmaking. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but I just wonder. A lot of the movies this year, with the exception of maybe Elvis and The Fablemans, which is the Spielberg movie, it's a lot of art house stuff. Okay. Very artsy-fartsy movies this year. Yeah, I uh, I was just going through the list, and, and I pulled up on Netflix uh, one of the movies you guys were talking about, because I do want to check mm-hmm. it out. I will try to see as many of these movies as possible, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar, Way of Water. I've now, you seen. saw that. Is that Oscar-worthy? No doubt. I would tell you, and this is where, again, we get into my art versus your art. I right. would tell you, as much as I enjoyed Top Gun, Maverick, Way of Water is better. And I, I think if you went and saw it and mm. the, 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 the cinematography, the visuals, it's just it's incredible. And it's a great story. But with that said, uh, I, there are one, two, three, four. There's seven movies here, Mike, that I've not seen that I probably want to end up watching because I want to know when they announce this thing if it was worthy or, or was it crap. Because you know, you and I, <laughs> right. we both go, all right, that was not a good movie, but it wasn't worthy. But so. this is why you and I talk about this stuff all the time. You could not for one New York minute compare something like Top Gun to everything, everywhere, all at once. And this is why I hate the Heisman. This is why I hate Halls of Fame. Because you get into this subjective thinking. Because that's especially with movies. I like to say it, it's art. You said it. Art, your art, my art, different vibe. So this is one, if you're watching the Oscars, the likelihood that our listeners have seen more than three of these movies is about 0%, if I'm honest right now. Yeah, and, and part of it is, right, the story, does it move you? Um, how is the story told? Hmm. I mean, all these things go into play. But at the end of the day, I'm curious to see these movies. There's about seven I haven't seen. The one thing I would say for Best Actor, the young guy who did an amazing job, Austin Butler. Uh, He was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played one of the Manson family in that one. He's going to be in Dune Part 2. But the guy that played Elvis, i got to be honest, I thought that was the one I'd say if I could. I saw the movie, thought it was pretty darn amazing what he did with playing Elvis. We're going to see what happens. There's your guy talk. By the way, if you're 5'9", your average weight should be between 128 and 162 pounds. Carl, if you are... 5'9", and you weigh 169 to 196, you are considered overweight. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you go from 162 being within the range to 169, and you're considered to be overweight. Right. If you weigh 203 pounds to 263 pounds, and you're 5'9", you're obese. You're severely obese if you weigh 270 to 365 yeah. pounds, At five and nine. you're 5'9". Yeah. Thing is, so Carl, guys like you and me got big shoulders, and you know what Dad said? As long as your chest sticks out further than your gut, you're okay. You don't have to do sit-ups. I got some work to do, boys. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Coming up, <laughs> Falcon Report next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.